Hello, friends. Today's episode is a little bit different. Um, I don't know why I say that. I don't know that I will ever have an episode that really feels normal or particularly scripted or planned because I tend to approach this creative outlet when when there are the things that don't fit into any other particular box quite as easily for me. But today, I should say, is a little extra vulnerable. And I want to invite you once again to be a witness. I'm going to talk through um, my own process. I have all the tools. I feel extremely blessed to be someone who, uh, in so many ways, has access to so many resources. I have a therapist I could text right now. I have medicine and food in my body. I have a warm cup of tea in my hands. I am sitting in a home that I have never had to worry about being evicted from. And then so I want to emphasize that what I'm about to share is not necessarily universal. Not everyone has all those tools, those needs met. Not everyone has a space where they can settle in and feel soft and feel safe. But I have been feeling frustrated with myself, with some of those resources that I have access to that I'm either using in unhealthy ways or not using, a sort of a self-sabotage towards my own body and being. And I would often breathe, journal, meditate. I do tend to talk aloud. I do tend to kind of process as though I'm having a conversation with myself. Um, and my hope in sharing this is not showing people how it has to be done. Because <laughs> I, I don't think that healing is universal. I think there's a lot of different universal tools that we have available to us. And I also know that it's, it's not universal. Um, Everyone will have their own nuanced, beautiful, intuitive, perfect way of processing. But I want to share mine today because I am a person who has so many of the tools. Now, with that being said, I absolutely have to include this disclaimer that I am not a therapist. I am not a medically licensed individual. I am a trauma-informed yoga instructor. I do tend to process things not only through my mind, but through my body and through my breath. And I will be talking and walking you through how I do that today. But I am not here to replace medical help or to pose as medical help. I am simply an individual who is so, so grateful to have all these tools and who has something that's weighing a little heavily on her heart and mind today. So 
we're going to dig into that. And know that at any point, you can pause this. You can find space for yourself to breathe, to maybe move your body. And also know, as always, uh, it's not going to offend me if you decide this is not the episode for you. I know I have a couple listeners who are very consistently showing up in this space, and I hope it's because they're blessed in this space. Um, but when when we are discussing vulnerable things, right, there's always the opportunity to be triggered for some common triggers to arise. And so today we will specifically be talking about self-sabotage, self-loathing, lack of boundaries, needing to belong, alcohol, and pain, chronic pain. So as we (laughs) move into this, if you heard that list and you're going, "Mm, that feels really sharp in me today, I just invite you to skip uh, this episode and always know that you can skip an episode. Again, it's not going to offend me. I trust you to know what spaces you want to hold or witness or not witness right now. So to center you with me in this moment, I am seated down on my living room floor. I just did a couple cat-cow stretches, a couple hamstring stretches, um, kind of found my breath, found my body for a moment, dropping in after cleaning a little bit this morning. Um, definitely woke up anxious. I don't know if you've ever had those days where it might not be tied to like anything in particular. You just wake up and you're kind of already at like level four out of 10 instead of waking up on level zero. And that's how I'm feeling today. Just a little anxious, a little edgy. Um, and again, like feeling self-sabotage, feeling frustrated with with some of that self-loathing that comes along with um, with the anxiety. So I have already cleaned a little, dropped into my body for a moment, and I will be talking aloud, much like much like I would talk to my journal, which I realize is not always allowed. Sometimes it is. Um, but there will also be moments where I pause and breathe and I will talk you through what I'm doing then also. And I hope that this serves as a bit of an embodiment guide to how I have learned to process the things that otherwise feel a little bit heavy or a little bit sharp and a little bit frustrating. So taking a sip of my tea here. All right, Abby, let's start with what has gone well today. You got up and cleaned. That's a great outlet for that anxiety. I'm really proud of you. The dishes were piling up. Now you have a clean kitchen. You took your dogs on a walk first thing, even though it was drizzling out. And I'm really, really proud of you for that because I know in those moments, it's so easy for you to talk yourself out of walking your dogs and getting outside. And it actually wasn't drizzling too bad. So you were able to take like a really full walk, kind of find your breath 
this morning, um, warming up the body. I'm very proud of you for that. I am proud of you for being here, for being willing to sit down and breathe and check in. I know that you're carrying a bit of pain in this moment, um, have some menstrual pain. Low back is just really tight and uncomfortable. I also know that you have a lot of pain in your face today, in your jaw and around your ears. You slept kind of funny. And your neck and your jaw, like both sides of your jaw, are just really, really sore. Because you're anxious, you might have slept with your jaw clenched and that's okay. But I know that just makes it really hard and that kind of adds to the like period migraine that is already on the brink of forming. Um, As I say these things to myself, I am placing my hand on my leg and I'm giving it a little rub, giving my knee a little squeeze, um, just like I would pet a dog or just like I would kind of rub the back of a child I was soothing. I am taking that really soft but rhythmic motion against my own leg. Um, All right, Abby. So see, like some good tools have been used. The walking, the breathing, the cleaning. We do need to discuss the less healthy tools though. Um, You have been drinking a lot more in the evenings and you don't like how it makes your body feel. You're not a fan of how you feel the next morning Um, and it's become really habitual. You know, it's, there's no shame And it's okay when it happens occasionally. This is an old tool of yours that you used to rely on even more regularly. So I'm really proud of you for noticing that it's becoming a habit and wanting to address that. And and we also need to brainstorm why that is and maybe how things could be better how could mm, how we could show up in ways that are more aligned there's there's no there's no moral judgment here no better no gooder no best um There's been some overwhelm. I know that you feel it, this lump in the back of your throat, and again, this like migraine or headache across your jaw and around your temples. So let's take a couple deep breaths and imagine the breath clearing out the space around your jaw and temples. Let's take a couple of breaths to sort of reposition the lump in the throat. And not because we have to uncover what's underneath. It's just really vulnerable right now. Um, But to 
to soothe that discomfort that feels very, very tied to self-loathing right now. was really good that deep breath really allowed you to rock back into your sit bones to feel even more rooted in this moment I'm still rubbing my leg in this moment and I'm going to invite my body to take another three to four belly deep breaths you are welcome to join if you'd like I'm going to take another sip of tea. Really pausing to enjoy how rooted my my hips and my legs and my glutes feel against my living room floor. All right, so Let's move through this self-loathing, Abby, this intense self-hatred and self-sabotage that comes up when, when we recognize that the drinking is habitual, that it, it's starting to feel like not just having a glass of wine with dinner, but, but starting to really feel and function like a coping mechanism What is it you are searching for in those moments? A bit of relaxing. Oh, tolerating. Okay, okay. A bit of tolerating your routine. Okay. As I ask myself these questions... Sometimes there are epiphanies. There's moments where, oh, I realize some of those connective threads. And sometimes there's not. Um, Today there is. But I also just want to make clear for those of you who are witnessing that it's okay. It's so okay if you ask the questions or you get curious and there isn't always a clear answer something that's helped me personally is to think about what need the thing is fulfilling. So whether the thing is a good, healthy, aligned thing, or whether the thing is a less healthy, coping, degrading, depleting thing, um, to look not just at it or or why it appears to be present, but specifically what need it's fulfilling, which often offers me a bit of clarity. So in this case, the clarity is a routine, lack of routine. Okay, Abby, so you had so much routine with school and the semester ended and now... There's not that routine. There's not the routine of 
deadlines. There's not the routine of kind of knowing what comes next and what you need to work on or prioritize next. And so that is adding to these feelings of overwhelm, Um, maybe these feelings of floating. Perhaps that's why it feels so good in your body today to, to root down Let's consider some ways we can root down more regularly. Ways that we can root down where we no longer have to escape the the floaty feeling. In these moments, as I brainstorm, I'm continuing to stretch. Uh, currently just taking my head and neck and torso around in some circles, reaching my arms up, taking some great big side body stretches. I am still in the habit of kind of petting or rubbing my leg as my hands come back towards my body. So still encouraging a bit of that, that softness towards myself, even physically. Well, you have a really great morning and evening routine, but you you have not been prioritizing them as much. You've been sleeping in a bit, um, and that also feels like a coping mechanism. So let's take a deep breath about that, because I know <sighs> seasonal depression is so real and so annoying and so inconvenient. Um, but I love that your body loves the sunshine. I really love that about you. I think it is sweet. What are some ways that we can incorporate a bit of that sunshininess <laughs> back into your body, back into your day? Oh, some sun salutations. I love that idea. That's really that's really creative and fun and some movement. Um Maybe we can add that to the morning routine, doing some sun salutations, maybe specifically with your happy light, your full spectrum light that mimics sun that you sometimes sit under in the mornings. Maybe instead of sitting with that light, maybe flowing with that light would feel like a really intentional ritual and would also help you um, kind of combat that that stiffness that just happens in the winter months, that that tightness that often joins your jaw and shoulders and hips and low back. I think that sounds really beautiful. Let's, let's think about what needs to happen 
in order to make that happen, in order for that to be a reality. I agree. I think I think the light, the lamp that holds the happy light needs to move to a different part of the house so that there's room by the light for a full sun salutation. Maybe we can move it down to the basement. There's a lot of space down there. Maybe it can stay where it is and we can just move the the hamper, the hamper of laundry that is otherwise in front of it. Maybe we can move that and that would also allow enough space for some breath and some sun salutes each morning. Or each evening. I think I think mornings feels really aligned. Like just starting with um, a gratitude for the sunshine, even if it's artificial. Anything else? What else would would feel maybe a little more sunny? Or what would help you root root down a little bit more consistently? Yeah, we can let's find a way to be back out in nature. I know it it gets hard <laughs> again when it's so kind of dreary and wet and cloudy as Decembers are here. But maybe, maybe there's a particular day. Oh, how about Tuesdays? On Tuesdays, you drop off your partner um, at work. And so what if after dropping him off, you went to a park? Just like any park. Like you're taking the long way home. And you can stop at a park and go walking or hiking there's a couple um pretty near and you're already out and you would have already walked your dogs so it can really just be like a hike for you just whatever you're feeling that day and then you would be outside amongst the trees amongst the birds that always feels really really grounding for you um I like this plan both of these plans so far actually make you a little bit more busy, though. And we also know that busyness um, can lead to overwhelm. So what are some ways that we can invite this to be routine without it feeling rigid, without it leading to the coping mechanisms that that feel like self-sabotage. I think we need to breathe through evening routine. It's it's not particularly full, um, but I, I'm wondering if it's not enough routine for your breath and body on your breath and body's way to bed. What do you think? 
You haven't been sleeping as well. This always happens, by the way. You know this. We know this. When, when there is alcohol involved, it always interrupts your sleep. So, And that also leads to just feeling really uninspired. <laughs> Adds to like the neck pain, the headaches, the discomfort in your body. You really, really love a good night's sleep. And, you know, this morning your partner mentioned maybe wanting to wake up a little bit earlier and you agreed. So what would that maybe look like? Like if you want to get up a little earlier, which would be great. It would give you guys time to do some stretches together or to do the sun salutes. Um, kind of starting with a bit of movement. But um, what needs to happen in the evening? For that to feel true. Let's open ourselves up to some possibility. Some creativity. At this point, I take my legs out and wide. Into a wide seated forward fold. Tipping forward slightly through the sit bones. So that I feel both rooted but also a little bit open and stretching especially through the hips and inner thighs whenever I'm needing to be open about routines or just things in general needing to have uh, an open heart and open mind I like to open through the body some somehow so in this instance it was my legs out and wide but in other instance I will take a supported fish pose which is a gentle back bend and open my arms out and wide I will take a butterfly pose or things of that nature. It felt really good to take both my legs out long this morning, though. You don't want to watch TV in the evening, and your partner wants to watch TV in the evening. Hmm. That is hard. It's hard because... You kind of want to spend time together and you sort of want to like watch the same same shows, but you that's not what feels fulfilling. That's not what like helps you wind down. And you've been reading afterwards, but but even the reading has felt a little disconnected. What would feel more fulfilling? What would feel more true to what your breath and body needs in order to prepare to sleep well? Especially if you are maybe going to go to bed a little earlier so that you're waking up a little earlier. Like, what does that look like? Okay, I, I realize that looks like less booze, um, but we're not going to start with the shame game. So let's try this again. What needs to happen in an aligned way for your breath and body to feel good about crawling into bed at night? Oh, maybe some exercise, some evening exercise. Yeah, you know, it gets dark so early, so we can't just go to parks and trails right before bed, unfortunately. Um, we have been taking a dog walk in the evening. Maybe a slightly longer dog walk would be good. Perhaps going to the gym some evenings, certainly not all evenings, but, um, you know, you've, 
you don't go terribly consistently, which is fine. There's no shame there, no shame in this body and what she does. But I, I am wondering if it would feel good to work out a little more consistently and with a little more diversity. We love yoga, but maybe some rock climbing, maybe some light weight lifting, maybe even, um, you know, just hopping on the row machine for for 15 minutes would be like this cherry on top that would kind of tire you out, help expel any of that residual anxious energy that is sometimes carried through the day. And then if you're doing that, you're also not watching TV, right? You can go to the gym and shower and then go to bed and that could feel really good. And on the days where you can't make it to the gym or where that's not an option, Maybe maybe you could go down to the basement and you wouldn't hear the TV there and you could practice your disc golf putting or um, even just do some like body weight exercises, some squats, some whatever, and just kind of take a moment to let any of that residual energy or anxiety in your body give it an outlet that feels yeah that feels aligned giving her an outlet that feels thoughtful and maybe even a little bit sacred like set aside for you oh we could we could journal in the evening also instead of just the morning I actually like that plan a lot because Oftentimes, in the morning, it's hard to be consistent with the amount of time available to journal. Like some mornings are just things that have to be done right away or, um, you know, and things that are like unplanned. Like like he doesn't have time to make breakfast before he goes into work or doesn't have time to put together a lunch before he goes into work. And so you, you need to help with that or... Um, or like the cat threw up in the night and so you have to like clean the rug or the carpet. Like they're just little things that that crop up in, you know, the average week. And so maybe instead of putting all of this pressure on the morning to like contain all this journaling time, because you do love to journal and that is very centering for you. Maybe we journal a little and then in the evening we can also journal a little. Kind of finish up any thoughts, have a little recap of our day that could be that could be really beautiful also and then I I suspect that that would give your mind a moment to kind of settle in also like not only the body and the energy or anxiety or even just needs that she carries but but also your mind kind of giving space for any of the really big or heavy thoughts of the day and, and not taking those to bed with you I think that's a really, really great idea. Okay, that's a lot. That's a lot to breathe through. There's, you have lots of resources and none of them need to look or feel like self-sabotage. And again, Abby, I'm really, really proud of you for recognizing that it, that some of these have felt like self-sabotage, that some of these have felt just so not aligned and, and so wanting to do things differently. Um, 
let's let's recap let's breathe let's consider let's envision what this might look like at this point i lay back on the floor with my feet flat to the floor in order to take little windshield wiper like twists side to side and i once again kind of root down really pressing through my low back especially and start with a couple extra deep breaths Okay, so what does this look like? What does this feel like? Um, it looks like going to bed a little bit earlier and having more outlets for physical activity beforehand. It also more generally, in a lot of ways, comes back to routine, feeling routined and grounded. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed having deadlines for school. I would not have said that it was something I enjoyed, but clearly it's something that kept me really focused, um, that made me feel really purposeful. So... I do have a list of things that I hope to get done over Christmas break. I would love to put those into my calendar, like with deadlines um, and little reminders. So not reminders that are like, hey, you said you wanted to get this done, but true deadlines like starting on Monday, X, Y, and Z should be begun so that I can quote unquote turn them in on Friday, even though I won't be turning them into anybody, I'll just be kind of crossing them off my to-do list. Man, these twists feel so good <laughs> this morning. Oh man. All right. Uh, evening routine. I kind of need to clean the basement anyway, so Perhaps that's a deadline I can give myself for the end of the week to have cleaned the basement and to have set up a spot where I can kind of removed from TV noise or other distractions, give myself some workouts, um, give myself some workouts. That's a funny sentence. Offer my body some exercises, especially at night, like just whatever is lingering in my legs. Um, or whatever else and or wherever else and expel some of that extra energy that I've got going before going to bed I love the idea of doing this after the dishes so after cleaning in my evening routine then moving my body and then cleaning my body and going to bed that feels really aligned and once again, gives me a lot of purpose around and inside of, of a routine. And I think just like the cleaning, where some nights it's the dishes, some nights it's not, um, I can allow those exercises to be intuitive also, like just setting the intention to exercise before bed with, without any other specific details. Even if, you know, this evening I just go down there and lay on my mat and 
breathe and, you know, try to motivate myself, even if it doesn't happen, just being down there is a really big first step. And I can be content with that because if I'm down there, that means I'm drinking water and not drinking other things. And if I'm down there, that means that I I really am trying to listen to my body and, and even just that checking in and listening to what my body might need in a given evening on a given day is a really powerful practice. So I will I will focus on on that, on just getting down there. I can move my yoga mat down there really easily. Oh, and then I also want to move the laundry hamper that is by the happy light lamp so that there is space near it to do a couple sun salutes in the morning. Really, really love the idea of starting my morning with that. Starting with gratitude for the sun, <laughs> basking in a little bit of artificial sun. Um, even if it's just one or two rounds, that is plenty. That feels good. Even just thinking about that feels really good in my breath, in my ribs, um, in my feet. So my feet have been so sore. Alcohol greatly um, inflames inflammatory stuff that I already have in my body. So this is part of why it feels like self-sabotage to me. Because even though I might be coping in one way, it really genuinely causes so much more pain inside of my whole body. Um, which is like not worth. It's not worth. So I'm just going to do things differently. And then maybe going to bed a little earlier. Starting that routine earlier in the evening. Like I can start doing things basically as soon as I'm done eating dinner. I don't have to sit on the couch and like wait for my partner to be motivated to, that's not his job, um, to like motivate me. Um, I can just tell him that I don't really want to watch TV in the evenings anymore, which he knows. He knows that's not my first choice and that I just do it occasionally, but it's been more than occasionally recently. And I think that's part of why it just feels so off. All right. Good processing, good breathing. A lot less tension in the jaw, a lot less feeling like I'm floating, a lot more rooted right now. I think that the best intentions are those that have immediate embodiment, not only in my physical body, stretching here on my living room floor, but also embodiment as in action. So... After I'm done recording here, I will go into my calendar app, put in a couple deadlines for the things I really want to make sure get done over Christmas break. And not only just put in deadlines like due on Friday, but put in the other deadlines like begin this Monday. Um, and then embodiment of action can also look like me moving some things in my basement around and moving my laundry hamper that's near my sunlight lamp and also putting into my calendar the days where I feel like I can get to the gym consistently and 
I'm probably getting a little creative with how I phrase them. So, you know, if I see something that's like gym night, you know, then I'll be like, oh yeah, I set the intention to like go to the gym or whatever. But especially if I'm already feeling um, depressed, especially if I've already opened, um, you know, a bottle of wine or whatever, I know that I can so easily talk myself out of it. So I might put a reminder in my phone at like noon on the days that I want to go to the gym that say things like, get gym bag ready to go. And then, you know, at seven, put something else in my phone that says, grab a gym bag and get into the car. Because I know that if I do those steps, um, then I'm, I'm way less likely to talk myself out of it. I'm setting myself up for success and also giving, giving those intentions a little bit of a, a longer time to simmer, if you will. And yeah, so thank you for bearing witness. I know this was kind of a long episode. I wanted to take you with me on what it looks like for me personally. Again, I'm not suggesting that I do this perfectly or that how other people process things will necessarily look the same way or feel the same way or use the same language or tools, but it has been really empowering for me to to move my body and take deep breaths when I am wanting to change unintentional habits that are forming when I'm wanting to be really honest with myself. And I think that there's something to be said for an example of moving through this that does not emphasize shame, that does not emphasize, quote unquote, the bad, but really emphasizes actions that that feel actionable, um, that that explores steps that feel small and manageable and also maybe helping guide towards, in this case, guide towards routines that feel more aligned coping mechanism, making the healthier coping mechanisms easier to grab. And um, in that way, kind of rewiring. I'm, I'm a firm believer in the power of neuroplasty like no wait neuroplasticity there we go our our brain's ability to 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 take a new path and then a new path over time becoming the easy path and um and that also means if we're noticing something is becoming the easy path but it is not aligned um giving ourselves a different path I also personally find that it helps to kind of envision what this would look like. So, um, and I don't know that I would call that manifestation necessarily, depending on who you ask. I guess maybe it technically is to like picture what this feels like or looks like. But for me, it just, um, it makes it a little more real. And it also helps me catch if I'm being unreasonable, if I'm being unrealistic, Um, you know, I don't really love our basement. And am I realistically going to work out down there? Well, probably not unless that really is like where my yoga mat is. So an embodiment of this intention is moving my yoga mat to that basement, Um, maybe cleaning, like just even vacuuming or putting a candle down there, anything else that just feels homey and intentional and like I'm setting up the space because I, I really think that I'm worthy of it. So 
Setting intention for me is always embodied, is full of breath and um, not just words. And um, yeah, so I think I have anything else to say, but thank you again for witnessing and And I hope that whenever it comes time for you to process something, to imagine things differently, you maybe have a more well-rounded idea of what that can look like when, when we're really involving our body, our breath, our actions. And as always, there's, there's no shame here. So if while listening there was shame for you or embarrassment. Believe me, there's a lot of embarrassment. I have debated so many times whether or not I'm actually going to post this episode. Um, but I think it's important. I think it's important to see just your average yoga chick using all her tools, envisioning, breathing. And now, now that I'm done rambling, i um, going to go do some actionable things that are small and meaningful, like moving my laundry hamper out of the way. So This podcast is made entirely possible by Patreon Sacred supporters. If you also consider this work sacred and would like to support the efforts of not only this podcast, but all the other artistic projects that I, Abigail Jewell, have going on, please go to patreon.com slash A-B-I-G-A-I-L-J-E-W-E-L-L, Abigail Jewell. And you can also find the Patreon page by searching for A Stillness. Thanks.